Hey, I'm Mama Kin. And I'm Tommy Spender. And together we're Mama Kin Spender, and this is Inside the Golden Magnetic. A podcast about the making of our album, Golden Magnetic. back to the podcast you are being transported into mamakin's kitchen if only you could see she's i'll just put the microphone here she's cutting tomatoes uh, that she grew we're over at her place in margaret river and this week we are going to be discussing dotted line dotted line hi welcome back so um do you want to tell me a little bit about the making this um so dotted line i wrote again as part of the i heart songwriting club and um i had been playing a little bit with um garage band Ooh. on an ipad holy moly and so i really uh this one i really didn't want to write to anything to a melodic instrument i wanted to write to beats so i got on the drum kit and i just kind of Sketched out a drum groove I really liked, which was boom, boom, da, boom, da, da, boom, boom, da, boom, boom, da, da. Then I went over to my garage band and I created a bed of beats of that. Where do I sign? Oh, where do I sign? Let me scratch my name on the dotted line. Where do I sign? Oh, where do I sign? Let me scratch. And then I um, the song came out really quick. Probably wrote an extra. I think we ended up culling two or three verses out of the original one. It just felt a bit extraneous. And yeah. Nice word, nice word. Thanks, babes. And uh, yeah, that was the song. Put it up on the thing, you responded to it straight away and it made it through the cut. Do you want to talk about, um, you know, the the lyrics in it? Yeah. What's what's the intention in this song? Well, I think I was just writing a, uh, I think when I heard, I'm pretty sure the prompt was signature. Anyway, I remember having this thing of like, I had, I'd had a conversation a couple of days before of being like, um, yeah, you know, like if you knew it that if you knew it was gonna be that good, you'd have been like, where do I sign? Where do I sign? Like if you'd know. But you know, when you're kind of younger, you have a lot of doubt about the way things are gonna work out. But some things work out so well that if you had a bit of foresight, you'd be like, just tell me where to sign. So that's where the idea of where do I sign, where do I sign, propped up. And yeah, I was in this space where I was really feeling celebratory of my life and my partnership, and. But after I'd written it, very soon after I'd written it, the Australian government announced a plebiscite around the issue of gay marriage. And that song became a really, um, you know, in our conversations, Tommy, just this thing going, yeah, this is a stand for all people's love and all people's marriage. And it felt powerful to be performing and recording that song at that time while so many of our friends and family were, actually some of them going through a very, very difficult time in the face of some of the uh, hatred that was being smeared around in the face of that plebiscite. So yeah, it felt felt really powerful to be singing a celebratory song about all the loves yeah. at that time. Yeah, it was a very polarising moment for us all, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. To really um, understand that, that there are people out there that you sort of, sort of walk around in your own little bubble thinking that that everyone shares your worldview, mm. but mm. Um, it suddenly is pretty apparent that... Yeah. There's some pretty different views in the world being shared uh, widely and that everyone has to 
uh, sort of be responsible and ha- and has to hear them sometimes. You know, everyone gets free speech, so everyone's entitled. By the way, those tomatoes are looking so juicy. Yeah. What's I, for dinner tonight? Pasta. Okay. You know why I'm making pasta? How come? Because not only are you here, but my dear mate Virginia Bott is here and I like to make pasta for her because she likes the dish. But Virginia Bott's not just a pasta eater. What she is, is she? Amongst other things. Well, she's a pasta eater first, but amongst and she's a mama, an amazing woman. But she's also our choir master. Virginia is the one who, when we first had this seed of this idea, it's like, if we're going to do choirs, this gives us full licence to be able to do a project with Virginia. And... Yeah, she was one of the first people we shared the idea with and she's been on along for the ride for the whole time and she wrote and arranged all the choir parts on the album and she drove the choir in the recording process and now everywhere she goes, everywhere we go where we uh, are working with choirs, she is the one who works with the choir leaders in the lead-up to us arriving there and then comes in and brings those live performances to life with those choirs. So, hi, Virginia. Hi guys. Virginia, it's so great to have you on our little podcast. Thanks, Even, Tommy. Yeah, it's cool. And um, we just, yeah, well, there's there's so much that you brought into the project. Well, first of all, just, just tell us about what it, what it was like getting involved. Okay. Um, well, I remember coming to Bake House. Well, I remember um, hearing you guys talk about it for a long time. Well, as as the songs were kind of starting to come together. And every time I would speak to Danielle, she would talk about it and talk about my involvement, but I hadn't yet heard anything. (laughs) And so by the time, um, you know, you had the Bakehouse sessions and I came in for the first day, I really hadn't heard even one song, um, (laughs) except Cold Rooftop, of course, because that had been, you know, done before. Um, So I had really no idea what to expect. Um, and I do remember coming in that day and us all feeling quite nervous and you guys being so nervous to let someone in, uh, someone else in on this uh, really special space that you had both been enjoying. Mm. Um, and really just you both had uh, quite a few ideas of, you know, what you were wanting and envision- envisioning for the choir aspect of the album. Um, and yet you were also both very open and wanting to stay very open in the creative process to what what somebody else might bring to it. Um, and so I remember sitting on the couch. You guys um, being so, so cute and so nervous and starting to just play play through each song. Live. Smash like out. For yeah. you, performing for you. We didn't even have like rough demos that we could give you at that no. point. No. Like, and here's this song. <laughs> One, two, three, four. It was a little bit like a really awkward sort of low grade, low budget version of like X Factor. And but it was just us. <laughs> Just us on the show and you were the only judge and you didn't have one of those chairs that spun around. Well, that's the voice. Oh, whatever. You know, those we shows. should have given you spin around chairs. <laughs> you could have, like, cho- like, spun around for some songs and just not for others. That would have been terrible. Yeah, but I do remember also as I was hearing, as I was starting to hear the songs, being surprised that you were both so nervous about it. 
because they were already at such a such a level um, that it was obvious, you know. And I, I guess you guys were excited about it, and you never really know where the other people are going to be. But they felt the, the songs themselves felt really strong, and um, it's, su it's such a, a particular litmus test of a creative process that is uh, private for so long when you start opening up to other rings of people who are going to be involved in it. So you would have actually been the first one to hear most of those songs, actually, other than Cold Rooftop and Air Between Us, like the, all the other songs, no one else would have heard at that point. Mm. So to be letting you in on that process and going, are these okay? Are we tripping? Are we actually tripping here? And also because it's you, someone who's A, a dear friend, but also someone we really respect as a creative in your own right. So it's just like double whammy, no Vietnamese coffee this morning because we're too nervous anyway. But yeah, it really strikes me in all those stages of recording, when you bring the mixer in, when you bring the master, person who's going to do the mastering in, when your manager hears it for the first time, when the booking agent hears it for the first time, when the publicist hears it, when, when your partners hear it, when your kids hear it, all these things, it's like every level is like, is it real? Are we imagining it? Mm. And it becomes more real with every person you, be, you get involved. Mm. And also, does it have worth for other people? Does it have value yes, to other people? Totally. I mean, obviously, your own feeling about it is real. Yeah. Um, but yes, whether other people get as much out of it as you're getting out of it. Yeah, so important. Songwriting process. I remember just thinking that it was really bad. And it was probably more because you were just sitting in a, in a rehearsal room and we were just like super sensitive. Were you thinking that she was not digging it? Yeah, I was just like, I, we, we'd play a song and then you just, I mean, what were you meant to do? Yeah, like, what could she have done? I know, like, like but in my yeah. mind, she was like <laughs> gonna get up and just be like, just smash a chair through the window and just be like, oh my God. Yeah, it was this no is, smashing of chairs. This is the most amazing oh, wow. thing. Uh, I guess because you're, you're like a child, you're just like, Mum, look my drawing. Look at my dad. Look what my dad. <laughs> <laughs> but also, yeah, no reaction probably would have been big enough because anything too much would have felt inauthentic. But are you just, is this your opportunity to unpack this? Or is this what we're doing right now? Yeah, Great. we're just doing everything. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just joking, just joke. Oh, unpack this about that moment. Are you like, yeah, is this something you've been <laughs> holding on to about Virginia? Like, do you need to say, use your words, Tommy. What do you want to say to Virginia? How did it feel? Well, you're, you're such a serene and calm person. Like, you meditate, I don't meditate. And, and you're very <laughs> focused. You pranic breathe, dude. Okay. That's meditation. You, you submerge yourself in cold water. I submerge myself in co cold water after six or seven coffees. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we get back to dotted line. No, let me just finish. Oh, so, yeah, because I, as you I did also want to say door. something here. Okay. Um, yeah, so the, there was just that sort of, you were just taking it all in and, and listening and I, I was at that point where I, I was a bit insecure about if it was good and I respect your musicality and I know that when you listen, you listen really deeply. And um, so I was just like, oh... I don't think she likes it. I, th I think, and I remember you—you you were just taking it in. You were just taking notes, and you were just mm. like, "Okay, what is this?" But to me, it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like this is shit. I'm what? What am I doing here? Yeah. That's what I felt. Like. Uh, yeah, I, I have this vivid memory of us being in the studio, and at this stage, we had sent you a lot of the tracks with the sketches of the choir ideas that we had for you. Then, not to... before this moment. No, no, oh, yeah, this is another this. moment. Yeah, yeah. And you had sent something through, like. Oh man, so many good songs do it. And I remember like any time a message came from you that was like, you know, this is like, because you were the only person mm, that we yeah, had to yeah. bounce off. I was like, yeah. hey, Virginia just sent a message <laughs> yeah. and it said, 
so many good songs, dudes. <laughs> and we'd be like, yes. That was all we needed that day to just keep going. Because he just, because so also cute. just being the performers, the producers and Tommy doing all the engineering, it was just like, this could be terrible. Uh, you know, I think there was also not wanting to impose too much on, on the space that you were in, mm. you know, and... Yeah, also feeling like, yeah, hearing the songs for the first time, yeah, there was just really nothing to do but take them in. And I was, you know, also having just the initial impressions of what there was space for or what might be missing or what you were, you know, trying to work out what you were wanting, etc. But I do remember that I think that was a full moon or something the day that I went in and then you guys telling me that we were going to be recording in a month or something, that the recording date was actually on the next full moon. Yeah. So oh, it was basically for the choir to come yeah. in. Oh, yeah, so you were recording we were over the month. going in the next week. You were yeah. going in the next week. And then um, basically had to have all, like, nine arrangements done in four weeks. Yeah, that's... <laughs> we, we did end up pushing that back, though, didn't no, we? No, we didn't. No. It was a full moon to a full, full moon from when I first heard all the wow. tracks. And the next full moon we were doing those two days with the choir. And, and then it was also, we're going to do one day of recording... Oh, yeah, We're going to record nine songs that with crazy. the choir in one day. Yeah, tripping. Yeah, that was dumb shit. Yeah. So, so, yeah, we ended up realising that it was a two-day, at least a two-day thing. It ended up being two days and an extra session to get the nine songs recorded with the choir. That's right. Um, and this one we just really wanted to sound like a party. We really wanted that Falakuti backing vocal sensibility to the way that the vocals were sung on this one and um, really chanty and really celebratory and yeah, like 2 a.m. at the wedding when you're all shouting whoever's out. Whoever's left standing and shouting out. So yeah, that's this. That's that was the approach to this one. Well, interestingly, with dotted line, um, it was pretty much all there in the call and response of what you were already doing. So this one was kind of pretty self-explanatory and there's not even actually a whole lot of harmony on it. So it was really about shaping it, you know, creating, creating, yeah, yeah. I think, I think was the, was the middle section completely empty? There was nothing in the, there was, there was, yeah, there was room left in the middle section, which we also kind of had a little bit of an idea share on Mm. because I remember um, it was actually Tommy that, that we were kind of mucking around with some kind of horn, horn line sounds and yeah, we had that. So really, I, I feel like in that song, I was really just more responsible for shaping it and um, layering up harmonies and things in that section. While you're thinking there, just want to let you know where we are at the pasta. I've got the olive oil added into the um, pan right now. I've added the garlic, the parsley, olives and salt. I'm going to cook them up for a couple of minutes and then the uh, big bowl of fresh tomatoes is going in. So, as you will. That does smell pretty a radio, good. A radio cooking show is just, it's never going to work, is it? No, 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 there's no sense of colour or light or shape. It's just this sound. The I mean, sa- the sound of food is not like what turns you on about food, is it? Oh, that food sounds good. No. So to our listeners, that could just be like a tap running, but it's actually... raining? It could sound like rain. We could workshop this. We could go so through all the options. Let us know what the food sounds, sounds like. This sounds a bit better. Oh, what's that, Virginia? <laughs> Something about this whiskey. 
Something about the whiskey. If, you, if you're listening out there, we are. We're drinking whiskey as well in the kitchen. Yeah. Sign my name on the dotted line. So we were very insistent on this not having any harmonic or pitch instruments, just all drums and voices. Um, and as we got through more and more of the layering of all the parts and then the choir and then the lead vocals, uh, and we really started to realise that, the, the, you know, it was a quote-unquote banger in terms of the context of this album. <laughs> <laughs> Whose quote was that? <laughs> Yours just then? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Quite-unquote myself right now. Banger. <laughs> but out of the record, there's, there's nothing that kind of has that sound to it, which is like a poppier production on the drums and the, the vocals. And I did more work just kind of doing modern pop production on this than I did with any of the others. And then, yeah, I just sort of wanted to put in something that was kind of like a, like a percussive synthy sound that just kind of gave this song an extra layer so that it felt like it lifted a bit. Yeah, it's. I mean, for me, it's got, got that sound of um, Ico Ike, you know, my grandma and your grandma. It's got a like a schoolyard sort of chanty. Have you got the Dixie Cups version of that to pull up as a reference? That's a really, that is like one of my ultimate vocal and percussion party songs. Let me just thumb through my extensive vinyl collection that is, over here. That's on the um, Saturday night. Saturday night fish fry. Yeah. My grandma and your grandma were sitting by the fire. Yeah, this is this is great. What a great song. What a great great historical kind of recording, capturing such a moment in time. Um, thanks for that, by the way. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot. Guys, there's a lot being lost <laughs> in the fact that this is just purely for an audio recording because the look that she gave me then was sort of a mixture of confusion and just sort of, like, suspicion. And humility, I would say. Humility? What's going on? Oh, look, she's... she's okay, so, folks, she's done quite a, like, a... a, a be- she's got a massive, very heavy cast iron pan that's got a good... quite a thick layer of oil in it that was been slowly sizzling garlic, olives... Um, and what else was in that? Parsley. Salt, fresh tomatoes. I think we'll put a photo up on this podcast this week on our website. I do need to say, hey, do you want to take a photo of it right now before they reduce anymore? I do feel like I need to say at this point about this pasta that we have been having this pasta for 17 years. This was one of the original meals that when I would go to Danielle's house, she would cook me. No one makes this pasta like Danielle. Nobody. And then we have it. But remember last summer, you made so much of it that we had we were so four days straight. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a lot like her songwriting and her music. It's it's sort of it's nice at first, and then it's like, oh god. <laughs> oh, we're having a gale time. So what about next week? What are we talking about next week? Which is, what's the song? Are we done with dotted line? Is there anything else? On a, on a live level, <laughs> on a live level, this song, I had to learn to play this song at about half of its rhythmic uh, BPM to be able to sing the lines like, 
no backing out the mind them cold feet Cause what we got runs deeper than deep while playing no boom boom da da boom 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 da da I mean that is a f- that was like patting my head and rubbing my tummy, singing a song and tap dancing as far as like the coordination, coordination it was t- it took. I remember uh, John walked into the rehearsal studio once when I was trying to do it and my face was twitching so hard and I was singing so slow and playing so slow. He kind of walked in, looked at me, frowned and just walked straight back out. <laughs> and this is before she'd actually started making any music. Like you would have saw when you were doing that. <laughs> Oh, man. He often finds you in that state. <laughs> Standing there drinking. <laughs> <laughs> right. Didn't even have any drumsticks in her hand. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great, like, it's a, it's a great complex thing that you make sound probably easier than it is. And uh, I do remember really having to just, like, talk you through that you could do it. You're very just like, I can't do it, man. This is, this is just too hard. It's like doing a podcast and cooking a good tomato passata at the same time but look here we are doing it we're making it through you Um, are twitching a little bit but it's we're used to that now it's just a general just sort of (laughs) uneasy feeling that we have when we look at you so it's fine no when we first did the line with the choir we it was the bellingen choir and i guess that was remember we were still workshopping how to to keep it down (laughs) jesus we were still workshopping how to do it. Remember, we that was it was the, the last song of the night, and we were totally shagged, and we were just couldn't keep the pitch or oh, what was happening. Yeah. We were doing it with the loop. We were doing it with a loop, which I thought at the time was a great idea, but no one really liked. Which I'm getting used to that feeling around here. <laughs> anyway, it seems to have sorted itself out now. Yeah. Yeah, we just got rid of what Tommy wanted to do, yeah. and everything was fine. <laughs> and on that note, see you later. Is that a C sharp? That was a. And on that note. Um, um, next week we're going to be covering Sweet Eddie. All right. Well, thanks so much, um, and look forward to speaking with you next week. Bye. Bye. If you were a boy, Bye. I wouldn't leave.